It's Thursday, March 9th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, uh, pretty good day for uh, the Guardians as they faced uh, Team Mexico. Uh, they they took on Team Mexico and won uh, 6 nothing, 6 nothing shutout. And uh, really, uh, the story of the game, Zach Plesak, uh really turned in uh, his best performance of the spring in his third start. Uh, didn't give up uh, a run and, and really... Uh, you know, just looked like he made progress from from the last couple of starts, uh, from from his first start to to this one. He looks like he's making the kind of progress that you would want him to. Yeah, Joe. I think uh, you know, going back to his last start before uh, before Wednesday, he is throwing uh, what uh, six scoreless innings. So uh, you know, that's a good sign. Um, you know, he was efficient. He worked fast, and uh, Mexico. Uh, you know, had some big league players in that lineup. So, you know, he wasn't doing it, you know, against, uh, you know, minor league players. So that was encouraging. Yeah. Uh, four innings, one hit, two walks and a strikeout for Plesak. Uh And like you said, he was doing it against a, a, a Team Mexico lineup that, uh, you know, really did include uh, Randy Rosarina, uh, Alex Verdugo, uh, Rowdy Telez was in there. Uh, so there were there were some big league hitters, Itzak Parides, uh, Luis Urias, uh, you know, some some guys who have, have you know done well in the majors. Uh, he he handled that lineup, uh, and and really the the only I guess the only thing for for Plesac that you know m- m- might be frustrating is the the stats don't count for uh, for that game. It's an <laughs> exhibition game only. Doesn't count in terms of spring training stats, but but I guess everybody knows he went out there and, and pitched four scoreless. So. Uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's like uh, pitching a B game, uh, Joe. I mean, uh, you got the, the your your arm knows you you got the innings in it. The uh, the other good thing we learned yesterday as we were listening to Hammy broadcast the Hammy and Rosie broadcast the game, uh, they are not playing the WBC uh, according to the new rules for Major League Baseball. So uh, the bases are the same as they were uh, in previous seasons. There's no pitch clock. Uh, there's no limits on shifting. But in these exhibition games, I guess it would behoove the uh, the major league clubs at least to continue to to sort of act like the uh, the new rules are in place. Yeah, you certainly um, you know Cleveland had 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 its had its good pace game going. It, it, the game only lasted two hours and thirty five minutes, and uh, you know they uh, the relievers that followed Plesac, you know they combined on a, a five hit shutout so you know they were dealing and uh, they they had the pitch clock going in their head it looked like uh you talked about the relievers that came in uh it was uh the season debut or the the spring debuts for uh Nick Sandlin Angel De Los Santos uh they both got in and and looked pretty good uh and and Trevor Steffen uh had a had a nice outing he he, he also uh, bounce back from a, a rough outing and a rough showing his first time out. Yes, yeah, Stefan, you know, gave up a hit, you know, walked a batter, struck out a batter, but threw a scoreless inning. Uh, Sandlin and De Los Santos, you know, uh, Sandlin gave up uh, two hits, kind of, you know, pitched into trouble and out of trouble in the seventh, a bases loaded jam, and he got a strikeout to get out of it. Uh, De Los Santos gave up a hit, but, you know, really looked crisp. Um, and, uh, you know, so that, that was encouraging, you know, Sandlin's coming off that shoulder injury and De Los Santos had been slowed, uh, in spring training with the hamstring problem. So, uh, you know, the, the pitching lines all look great. Uh, 
on the uh, the offensive side of things, uh, the, the Guardians took advantage of uh, a major league pitcher in Jose Urquidy, uh, you know, won 13 games for Houston last year. And uh, this guy, uh, I, I guess you, just from listening to the game, uh, he wasn't fooling anybody yesterday in, in terms of uh, the Guardians hitters at the plate. Everybody was was uh, making solid contact. Uh, Stephen Kwan had a had a rough day, uh, you know, had a hit in three uh, three at bats. But I guess he smoked the ball three times and only had one hit to show for it. Uh, Jose Ramirez hit a two run home run, uh, drove in three runs. But uh, none of those stats will show up in the uh, in the spring training official stats because this game was a, an exhibition only. Uh, Gabriel Arias also uh, going deep. I, I guess he hit a ball almost past the palm trees uh, out there in left field. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, the, they end up with 11 hits. Uh, Rosario and uh, Ramirez have two hits each. And, uh, Joe, it just looks like Ramirez, he's almost in midseason form. I mean, that that uh, thumb surgery really must have taken because, you know, I, I I don't remember him being so hot this early in spring training. And, I, you know, that doesn't really mean too much because, you know, once the season starts, he could go over 15. But he looks like a man on a mission right now. Yeah. Uh, is there such a thing as peaking too early in spring training? And is Jose Ramirez doing it right now? Yeah, and you know he's swinging the bat. He's getting, you know, he's stealing bases. He's hitting extra base hits. He's, you know, yesterday he showed his power. Um, you know, with the home run, then he gets a double in the fifth inning. Uh, you know, it's just really, it's really fun to watch to watch him and and see that that he's producing. And it looks like the way he started last season before he hurt, you know, thumb, his thumb. You know, he was just he was just on fire for about the first two months of the year. The, uh, the the big thing that I took away from uh, the offense's performance in yesterday's game was the way that Josh Bell connected that lineup. And, and uh, you know, it, it's probably no secret that one of the reasons why Ramirez would get pitches to hit uh, in certain at-bats is because Josh Bell is behind him protecting him. So uh, it, it just that lineup looked a little more connected, I think, than um, last year's lineup did at times. And and Ramirez, you know, is going to flourish it if if all the offense flows through Jose this year because, you know, he's up in big situations and he's getting pitches to hit. Uh, I, I I think it's it it's going to be fun to watch these guys, uh, you know, hit the ball and run around the bases this year. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, you know, this lineup, like we've said before, just see, feels a lot deeper. You know, you've got you're you're hitting Gonzalez what one two three four in the sixth spot. You've got Arias slash Jimenez in the seventh spot. You know, then uh, you could go to you know Straw at the bottom and Zanino maybe. You know, there in the eighth spot. It's just uh, it's got a little more uh, thickness to it. It's it it you know it's 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 going to be. I think if everything comes together and like you said. Uh, Bell can connect uh, the top of the lineup to the middle of the lineup and right on down the line. It's it's going to be dangerous. Yeah, we like thick lineups. Thick thick lineups are good, Hoinsey. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll stay with the thick lineup. Uh, as far as the – this was a, obviously a, a tune-up for Mexico for the WBC. Uh, the other teams that, uh, you know, we're sort of following, we have – tremendous interest in uh you know as te- as as guys that you know follow the guardians uh teams like colombia venezuela canada those are all teams that uh have 
Guardians players on them or in the mix. Uh, we've, we've seen a few of these games uh, take place out in, let's call it the Pacific Theater, I guess, um, <laughs> where, uh, where over in Japan and in uh, Taiwan, games are taking place already. Um, you know, what did you take away from the early sort of um, games in the WBC and, and who really stood out in, in terms of, you know, what the Guardians player performances uh, have looked like? Well, uh, you know, Joe, uh, uh, Andres Jimenez and, uh, played for Venezuela on, on Wednesday. Uh, they beat Houston, the defending World Series champs, 9-8 to eight, um, in Florida. Um, Jimenez went 0-2, for 2, scored a run, stole a base. Uh, Josh Naylor, I mean, uh, Bo Naylor uh, caught for uh, Canada against the Cubs in Arizona. They got beat 11 to 7, but and as Naylor went 0 for 3, uh, let's see, uh, we got, uh, you know, Maybreeze Valoria and Diane uh, Frias played for Columbia. Uh, Valoria's in camp is trying to win a, a catching job, and Frias is a minor leaguer. Uh, Valoria went 0 for 1, and uh, Frias went 1 for 4. Uh, he's a minor leaguer, so uh, you know that. Um, and I get, you know, those are uh, some of the guys that some of the players that you know left uh, Goodyear to uh, participate in the WBC. Yeah, but uh, the I, I guess the best performance of the day uh, is by a, a former Guardians player and uh, playing for Columbia. Oscar Mercado had a big day. Yeah, Oscar. Uh, Oscar was the hero of the day against Oakland. Uh, two for two. One, uh, you know, two for two. I think uh, hit a home run, three RBIs, and uh, Columbia wins three, beats the A's three to two. So, you know, Oscar, you know, Oscar had that. He, he's always had that kind of isolated power. You know, Joe, it just he has that big swing, and when he connects, the ball goes. He, he just doesn't connect enough. But hopefully, you know, he he catches on with St. Louis. He's back in camp with his with his original team and uh, wins a job there. Yeah, uh, a couple of, uh, you know, former uh, Cleveland players, Gio Urshela on that Columbia team. Uh, he had a hit in three at-bats. Uh, you know, the less we see of Gio Urshela um, around, the better. <laughs> so, uh, you know, always always good to see him do, doing it to other teams and not Cleveland. Uh, as far as Team USA, though, uh, that's, a, that's a team that is going to be interesting to watch. They... Uh, they lose to the the San Francisco Giants five to one in their exhibition game. Uh, first time putting that lineup together. Uh, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Kyle Schwarber, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, uh, Kyle Tucker, Trey Turner, J.T. Realmuto, uh, Jeff McNeil. Uh, that's their that's their starting lineup. That's their batting order. That's a that's a pretty solid uh, you know one through nine, and and they manage you know, one run on four hits and Mike, yeah. Trout, and Mike Trout got hit with the first pitch he saw in his at bat against the, the giants. <laughs> yeah. You could bet the angels were cringing right there when they saw that. Uh, only run of the game was Paul Goldschmidt's uh, solo home run in the sixth inning for team USA. Uh, Miles Mikolas, uh, the, uh, um, uh, the Cardinals pitcher, uh, he took the loss. Uh, and, and, you know, the Giants came up with uh, five runs on 10 hits. That was, you know, it's a, it, this is a team like this team USA literally had just gotten together 
for for the first time uh, earlier this week. So I can understand there might not exactly be a lot of chemistry there as you're going into play against a team that's you know been practicing for two weeks. But uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, with the amount of talent on this team, they should not be losing games five to one. Yeah, Mark De La Rosa. Uh, Mark De Rosa. Yeah, Mark De Rosa. You know, former Indian, former Cleveland players, a manager. Uh, you know, he's um, he's worked hard to put this club together. Joe, that's an all-star club right there. I mean, you got to win some games with that. USA is the defending WBC champ, so you know they've got a lot to prove, and uh, it's going to be fun to see how they do once pool play starts this weekend in in Phoenix. Yeah, it uh, should be a, a a lot of fun to watch. That they'll be competing with uh, you know the the NCAA uh, uh, games, and it's uh, championship week for uh, for college basketball. So uh, I can see why guys like uh, you know Tito might be a little distracted. His uh, his Wildcats are 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 in it right now. It's this this is the best time of year if you think about it. You've got NBA games starting to starting to matter. You've got college basketball games with their, their, you know, getting ready for the, the tournament selection. And uh, right now world baseball classic gives you something else to, to sort of watch that actually means something. It's not like these are, are meaningless games. Uh, if you looked out at, at those, the highlights from the, the, the Japanese game, uh, who, who, who did Japan, uh, Japan play? Uh, Korea. Uh, they played Korea and. Uh, oh, no, China. Know, I think China, they were playing China. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, eight to one, uh, Japan won, And, uh, you know, that was Shohei Otani coming up, uh, and, and he pitched in the game and, uh, what he went yeah. four innings, struck out five, allowed one hit. I mean, that's, you know, pretty, pretty significant. Uh, you know, that, that game was, a uh, you know, a big draw out there. Yeah, and he DH too, and he had a two-run double. I uh, walked a couple times. You know, he's doing what <laughs> he's doing what Shohei Otani does. Uh, and uh, it was just a great atmosphere. If you watch that game, there was the fans were singing, pounding drums. Uh, you know, trumpets were playing. It it was it was really cool. And uh, you can see, uh, you know, why 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 players like Otani, you know, love to play in this in this tournament. Oh, my big question is why he's wearing number 16. I'm sure it was mentioned on the broadcast, but his uh, his usual number is 17. I, I wonder why he's wearing 16 in the uh, the the tournament. You know, that, that that's something to find out. I will have that answer for you by the next time we are. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe it's retired or something. Who knows? I don't know. Retired from the Japanese national team, I guess. So. OK, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know uh, to honor somebody who knows. Uh, all right. Uh, looking forward uh, today, uh, the Guardians are back in Cactus League action. Uh, the uh, Shane Bieber is going to go up to Peoria and pitch in a B game against the Brewers. Uh, he's up there with Mike Zanino uh, and Hunter Gaddis is going to start for uh, Cleveland back in Goodyear uh, with most of the regulars in the lineup for him. Yeah, uh, you know, they want Bieber to get uh, his work in. You know, he'll probably, I would imagine he'll, he'll try to get at least four innings, Joe. Uh, and then, uh, and but the, you know, and the reason behind it is they want to start seeing some of the younger pitchers like Gaddis, you know, to get stretched out and uh, whether he makes, you know, the 26-man uh, the, the roster or not, he's got to get his arm built up. So if he does, you know, go to Columbus, 
you know, he's got to be ready to start down there. So, you know, that's the reasoning behind uh, uh, Bieber making the, the B game uh, starting against the Padres in uh, Peoria while, you know, Gaddis is really pitching, you know, the uh, the A game in, in Goodyear. Finally, we uh, we did get an update on uh, left-handed reliever Sam Hentges yesterday from Terry Francona. What's the latest on Hentges and, and his chances for, uh, you know, uh, having a healthy season? Yeah, uh, Joe, it was encouraging, you know, because, uh, you know, when we first heard, you know, the news of his injury after, after uh, you know, Hentges just made just one start, I mean, one appearance, you know, it really sounded, it did not sound good when, you know, you get evaluated on a week to week basis, but uh, Dr. Schickendance, you know, examined him Monday and was encouraged by uh, the progress he'd made. You know, they they said he can do some uh, dry work, I guess, and that's, you know, working off the mound, you know, not throwing, just going through his motion a little bit. And, uh, you know, Francona seemed uh, to think that he was going to, you know, progress a little faster than people thought. Now, you know, he didn't say anything about being ready for opening day or anything like that, but it, it was a good it was good to hear because, you know, uh, Hentges is such a big part of that bullpen. You know, he really came into his own last year and uh, they need a left handed uh, reliever. And he kind of nailed down that job, you know, from the seventh inning on. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it doesn't, I guess, change things. Uh, if you're a, a kid like a Tim Heron, uh, you've still got an opportunity. It's just, uh, you know, you you really need to step in there and 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 show that you can be a healthy option for them from the left side. Uh, if if Hentges isn't ready to go on opening day, uh, but you know that it, you know for at least from the the coach's perspective, uh, you won't be without Hentges for you know you know, it, April, May, and June or something like that. If, uh, if he has to go on the, the injured list to start the season, you know, maybe it's only a, a 10 day injured list stint. And then when he's ready, he can finally come off. Yeah. That's the encouraging news. And, you know, that, you know, they're not going to take any chances with them. And, you know, I would think, you know, what th- there's about 20 games left in, in the exhibition season, you know, you know, he is a reliever, so it doesn't take that long to get built up. Uh, you know, he, but still, I, I think the chances of I would not be surprised if he opened the season on the IL and uh, they just go from there. But, you know, the fact that uh, they were encouraged that he is making progress, uh, you know, it, it, that's a good sign that, like you said, Joe, hopefully sometime early in the season, you know, he's ready to rejoin the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, even if he goes into a throwing program, you know, in the next couple of days, uh, which I, I don't think is very likely. Uh, you know, you, you you talk about maybe three weeks before he's ready to start. You know, getting into game action, he, he's got to be in that throwing program for for quite a while. Look at how long it's it's taken Cody Morris to get, uh, you know, ready, and he's not even thrown off the mound yet. So, uh, I I got to believe that, you know, he's probably going to stay in extended spring training, uh, to start, and then when he's ready, he can go to. Uh, Columbus to to sort of get himself built up uh, before uh, getting a call. So probably sometime, uh, you know, mid to late April, if he if if all this stuff about him, you know, being encouraging and all that is is accurate, then, you know, who knows? Maybe you're not without him for more than a month of the the, the beginning of the season. Uh, all right. That's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll be back to uh, take a look at 
uh, all of Thursday's action in the WBC and update you on Guardians players who are uh, playing in exhibitions. And uh, we'll look forward to what uh, Shane Bieber has to show us in the, the B game uh, this afternoon out in Peoria. All right, Joe. 